Lauren. And I'm Sasha. And this is Popcorn Fort, a podcast where we describe movies badly. Hooray. Hooray. Once again, Lauren was giving me shit for not knowing <laughs> what our tagline is. And once again, <laughs> I delivered perfectly here. You did deliver perfectly. Well done. Thank you. You've got the script down. I've got the script down. It only took many. <laughs> it took 20 episodes only or so. It took 20 episodes or so. <laughs> not counting the last ones. Excellent. All right. I'll rip those lost episodes. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We look sad. Listeners, you'll you'll never hear me talk about Dune. And you'll never hear me talk about PMAC. And you're probably like, what's PMAC? And now you'll never know. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun. And you're missing out. It's not even a uh, like a secret Patreon episode. It's just a corrupted file that I've deleted. It's a corrupted file that we've lost because Lauren's like, I can't save this. No, because we used the wrong microphone. We did. It just we, sounded bad. We plugged in our beautiful Yeti and then we're like, wait a second. I forgot to to calibrate it so it was Audacity was actually using the Yeti and not my laptop microphone. And her laptop microphone's just like, what if Sasha didn't exist? It 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 got me fine. I could have saved that half, but you wouldn't have been able to hear Sasha and it was her episode. I think that would have been pretty fun. I've <laughs> <laughs> just been like, huh. Wait, oh, it's just like a fill in the blanks. Imagine your yep. own episode. Imagine your own episode. <laughs> Episode's long gone. And listeners, we're not going to re-record listeners, them. Listeners, you should record and send us some some reactions. <laughs> some filler reactions. Some filler reactions that we can just sprinkle throughout so it seems like you're in the room with us. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> mm, fun times, Lauren. Yes, indeed. Let's stop talking about our incompetence. It's so hard to stop. I'm enjoying how your fringe looks like a comb over. (laughs) (laughs) I need to wash my hair tonight. Oh, it's just you've got it like kind of pushed back into the sides. It looks like the front of my hair almost. Ah, yes. Lauren's hair, which is always a comb over. (laughs) It combs over the rest of my hair. It's, It's hair all the way down. All the way down? All the way down. How far does it go? No brain, only hair. Oh. <laughs> I'm just imagining like behind your eyes is just like hair falling. Oh, don't give me that look. <laughs> People think the eyebrows are separate to the hair on your head, but really it's just a oh, yeah. shape. It's yeah, that's it's that they're the other end. The other end. <laughs> it's like a chia pet gone wrong. Mm. If um if if you know, if I went to the throat doctor and he looked in the back of my mouth, he could see the ends of hairs. So this is basically like that um Hanahiki <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> flower thing, but no, with that's, hair. No, that's much more romantic. This is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was enjoying the ones where it's just like, instead of Hanahiki killing you, Hanahiki, for those who don't know, is basically a thing where it's like, if you have an unrequited love, um, flowers grow inside you and just eventually overtake you. You start coughing up petals. It's very romantic. There's there's various iterations where usually it's deadly unless love is confessed. Yeah, but But I enjoy the one where it's just like, it's just a chronic disease and there's like, ah, fuck more petals. Ah." (laughs) (laughs) There's usually, you know, a bunch of shenanigans where you're trying to hide it from each other. Is it just a fanfic trope or is it an actual, like, literary trope? Okay, I feel like it's either A, a fanfiction trope, or B, something that appeared in, like, a Japanese, like... You know, like there was a an original book that had this trope, or oh, um, like the Sentinel, yeah, like the Sentinel deal, type yeah. thing, but presumably Japanese because Hanahiki yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Japanese. No, I, ju- word. I just mean like that that kind of um, yeah. thing where there's one one piece of media with a cool concept that is then applied to every fan fiction. 
Anyway, uh, tell me about a movie. Yeah, all right. Okay, so Lauren, <laughs> the movie I'm doing this week mm. is Chronicles of Riddick. Aha! So, it's Chaboy. It's Chaboy. Actually, it is Chaboy. I didn't yeah. realize Carl Urban was in it because it's a Vin Diesel movie. You didn't? No, I did. I had no idea Carl Urban was in it. I just saw Vin Diesel and you'd just done a Vin Diesel movie. So oh. I was like, oh, I'll do Vin Diesel. So when I saw Carl Urban, I was like, oh, <laughs> there he is. My boy. I'm probably thinking of something else then because I didn't realize Riddick was a Vin Diesel movie. I thought it was an Urban movie. No, um, Riddick is Vin Diesel is the main character. Ah, so I was right, but in the wrong way. But in the wrong way. Excellent. Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you a little bit back, bit of background before I ask you to do the prediction. Mm-hmm. Just because um, uh, this movie is actually a sequel ah. to an original movie. I had no idea until I started like doing basic research. I'm like, that clears some things up. I had no idea until I skimmed the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, so I'll probably give you like a brief rundown of the first movie before giving you the tags of this movie. Because okay. the first movie doesn't like impacts it slightly, but I mean, as a standalone, I could still follow the plot. Okay, cool. Yeah, as long as you're not like spoiling major world building stuff. No. Well, okay. So Chronicles of Riddick uh-huh. um, is a movie from 2004. It's a US movie. Uh, it's like a action adventure fantasy movie, mm-hmm. sci-fi fantasy. Nice. Um, cool. Basically, um, it's about Riddick, that part we can follow, <laughs> and it's a sequel to the movie Pitch Black. Oh. And uh, I'm going to give you a real basic overview of Pitch Black, and then after your prediction, I'll go more into Pitch Black. Uh-huh. But essentially, in Pitch Black, um, Riddick is a convict. He gets sent to a planet. Shit goes down. He makes friends. He makes enemies. They all escape the planet. Okay. And then Chronicles of Riddick is the sequel to that of where convict Riddick has escaped this planet that he was being sent to. Sure. So that's a real basic overview of Pitch Black, which is apparently a very good movie. Huh. Um, so I'll go more in-depth to what that is before I actually go into uh, my one. But first, what we need you to do is to predict what Chronicles of Riddick is with that very basic overview of what the previous movie was. No, that was that was good. That was just, like, themes. Mm, mm. Yeah. 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 So Chronicles of Riddick. The tags for this are, mm-hmm. you keep what you kill. Mm-hmm. If you can't find a friend, put a bounty on them. <laughs> and the sun will kill you. The sun is in the sun in the sky? Yeah, as okay. in the fiery orby star. Cool. Keep what you kill, friend bounty, the sun will kill you. Yeah. All right. So Riddick, having just escaped a prison planet with all his homies, mm-hmm. um, now needs to, they're, 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 you know, they're all on the run, obviously. So they need to get to the Outer Rim equivalent, which is like, in, in Star Wars, the Outer Rim is like the the outskirts like the lawless places the lawless places yeah basically the wild west exactly they they need to get to space wild west in order to like actually have a life Mm. where law enforcement can't find them yeah that tracks yeah so this is a a road trip movie i've decided (laughs) road trip movie nice (laughs) um but the trouble is they've all been like they all got split up a bit Mm. in this in this planet escaping venture yeah. So they had like a, a meetup place. So the movie starts with them all on whatever planet, space station, whatever was their meetup place. Yeah. But not all of them. Not all of them. Because a couple of people, no, maybe maybe it's just one guy. Like there's like some guys aren't there, but they're not important. Yeah. But there's one guy there who was like Riddick's bestie. Oh yeah. And um and he's not there. And Riddick's like, what the fuck? Where's my bestie? Something's gone terribly wrong. We can't go on our galactic road trip without my bestie. No. <laughs> so they, but but also like they can't 
uh, draw too much attention to themselves mm. because they've just done a jailbreak and yeah. they're in you know still within a, a law a law abiding area. Mm-mm. So like okay, we need to we need to subtly figure out what happened to this guy. So I don't know. There's obviously because this was a jailbreak. There's obviously a couple of sneaky boys. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you know like hackers and rogues. Oh, I love it. So. A couple of them, but also like maybe Riddick's like the only one who's super invested in this. Everyone else just wants to get out. And do the road trip. And do the road trip. They're already in holiday mode. That's it. And Riddick's like, no, 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 we have to find my boy. And they're like, oh, we fine. <laughs> but they're not enthusiastic about it. Nice. It's just because they respect Riddick because he masterminded the planet. Assigned family. <laughs> yes. Forced found family. Yep. Yeah. So they're like, you know, sneaking around trying to figure out what what happened to this guy. Mm. Um and nobody's turning up anything possibly because they're not particularly enthusiastic about it. Yeah, that's fair. Um but then I know Riddick over here is a conversation or something. There was like, I know, there there's there was a, a weird distress signal. Mm. Maybe out out in space like near a near a star somewhere that's just out on its own mm. um like there's no there's no like this star doesn't really have any like habitable planets or anything yeah and they're like oh there shouldn't be anything out there nobody fucking goes there mm. but there's there's this weird distress signal and Riddick's like aha my boy my boy and the team's like we have no reason to believe this is your boy Riddick's like no my boy we will go <laughs> I know in my heart <laughs> he knows in his heart so nobody wants to go with him so Riddick's like fine I'll go on my own. Yeah. And investigate my boy. Um, you guys you guys start the road trip and we'll meet up at the next meeting place. Mm-mm. I guess a little bit further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Riddick uh hijacks a spaceship tracks and uh goes out to the depths of space mm-hmm. to find a hmm, how did they get off planet? Okay, so uh, Chaboy escaped the prison planet in, you know, like one of the, the guard shuttles or whatever. Chaboy being Carl Urban, right? Or Riddick's Chaboy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yes, good. The, the, they're, they're the same, they're one and the same. One and the same. Chaboy will always be Carl Urban. Yes, yes. He's also Riddick's boy. <laughs> we have a son. We have a son. That's it. Riddick's son. Um, fucking Vin Diesel's son is Carl Urban. It's all coming together, it, folks. It all makes sense. So... Uh, Riddick's like, uh, wow, this, uh, this shuttle shouldn't have, like, he's, he's gone in completely the wrong direction. Yeah. Out into the depths of space. Obviously something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this shuttle was just supposed to be, like, for a short hop. Yeah. Over to the next place over. Yeah. To escape. Um, but so he, he comes up on, as he suspected, the, uh, the shuttle floating in the middle of space. And, you know, there were probably like a few guys on this, but mm. he, he rocks up and um, Carl Urban's the only one still alive. Oh, yeah. Because, I don't know, trauma. <laughs> trauma keeps you alive. Trauma keeps you alive. I know, yeah, like, like by, by fluke, like they were, like they didn't do like a fucking pick straws or anything. Yeah. They were just like all trying to stay alive. And he did. He happened to be the last one standing. Mm. Maybe maybe they all got into the no they wouldn't be cryopods in a guard shuttle that's that's ridiculous that's Sasha. ridiculous sorry <laughs> what are you thinking I have to be consistent with my world building in this maybe oh maybe there's like one or two first aid cryotype suits oh maybe yeah so in it's not a um yeah so so Carl Urban happened to be the kind of the last one standing but he was dying. Mm. 
But then he realized, because he's a doctor, Jim, that (laughs) the med bay, like, pod that you go in when you're getting, like, the robot operations. Yeah. You know, like sci-fi. Like sci-fi. Could be, could double as, like, a rudimentary cryopod. Mm. So he's gotten in there. Yes. So Riddick's, like, wandering through... Um, the the little shuttle and seeing all his dead bodies and like oh my god mm. my boy's dead and, but then he comes up on the med bay and finds him in the pod and manages to bring him back to life and there's a tearful reunion ex- no there's not a tearful reunion because they're manly men okay <laughs> there's a manly reunion there's a man like they do like the single hug with the back slap yeah <laughs> yeah so you can tell like they're friends but not too much but not too much <laughs> yeah. So they're all happy, um, and then Rio's like, "Oh, okay, cool. Um, let's let's get off this ship and get to the next place." But the the guard shuttle, having been out in deep space for so long, is kind of fucked up and faulty oh, no. and falling apart. Mm. And the um, the docking seal has uh, has slipped, and mm. Riddick's ship is off. Has oh, it's gone. untethered. It's untethered. They're both untethered and floating, and they cannot get from one. This to became the other. every single like space movie that came out in like the mid <laughs> mid twenty tens or whatever. Like Interstellar, Gravity, absolutely. So they need to get from from uh, one ship to the other. Yeah, but they're also like quite close to the sun at this point. Oh no! <laughs> so they're like, well, we're shielded in here, but if we go out there in a spacesuit, it will fuck us up. It will fuck us up. Um, hmm. They managed to do it somehow. Mm. I feel like this is just a small part of the movie. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little action sequence with mm. some with a lot of like techno babble. Yeah, but between them, they managed to do it. Um, they fly off to the next rendezvous point, and all the other criminals aren't there. Oh, I think it turns out that um maybe when you associate with criminals, they're not very trustworthy. What? <laughs> Shockingly, and uh, Riddick was taking too long. So they just all fucked off. They're like, enough of this. With all the all the stuff that they managed to scrounge. God damn it. They're like, oh, look, he'll probably die anyway. It was, this was a really risky mission he took. Mm. What a terrible family road trip. Yeah. Don't, it's like when, you know, like, you're all at a location and then, like, maybe you're in, like, the supermarket. Yeah. And then the family just leaves and you come out and you're like, um, um <laughs> my family left. <laughs> Not sure what to do now. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I'll just stay here and hopefully I they'll remember. I am a remember. child and have no phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like you're speaking from experience. I don't think I am, but maybe I am. Hmm. If it is experience, I sure have suppressed that thought. <laughs> Good. So I guess Riddick and Carl Urban are like, well, fine. We we'll just go on our own road trip. We didn't want to go on the run with you assholes anyway. Mm-mm. We'll do our own shit. And I'm not sure how to end this movie. Okay, what, about the ha- what happened to the friend bounty hunting? Like... You want to find a friend, you put oh, a bounty no. on them. Oh, no. I set up that whole thing with yeah. with Carl Urban missing so I could do the bounty hunting, and then I forgot about and it. you forgot about it. You did a distress signal instead. I did. That was bad. Okay, so... Oh, no, I know. The um the criminals have run off with all Riddick's stuff. Yeah. And he wants to get it back. Nice. So he's like, well, fuck those guys. I'm putting out a bounty on them. Nice. <laughs> because I guess he's still got, like, ill-gotten creds mm, or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, so now it's become a pursuit. Yes, yes. So Riddick and Carl Urban are going after them and they've also put out a bounty. So a bunch of bounty hunters are going after them. <laughs> Basically, they went nuclear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, why are you involving like 
pseudo law enforcement. <laughs> well, it's not. Like, they put it out on the fucking black market. Yeah. Yes. Because they do not want to get law enforcement involved Excellent. in any of this. No, sorry. That's it. It's, it's, it's like a subtlety clause in there. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and then there's like, oh no, there's, a, there's an awesome lady bounty hunter in there somewhere because there has to be. Has to be. Yeah. And she's the one that ends up, ends up getting him. Getting him. Takes out, takes out the ship of criminals all by herself. Yay! Perhaps with her loyal robot companion. <gasps> a loyal robot companion? There's a whole little side spin-off movie we can make about those two. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's a lady bounty hunter and her loyal robot companion. Exactly. Between them, they are the scourge of the galaxy. Delightful. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's there's a big fight scene at the end where Bounty Hunter and Robot and Riddick and Carl Urban are just fucking murdering all these criminals. And maybe in the end, the real found family <laughs> was the one we found along the way. <laughs> wow. It's the one we paid for. <laughs> it's the one we paid for. Maybe the bounty hunter takes a liking to them and is like, "Oh, you guys need to uh need to set up on a deserted planet. I've got a couple of safe houses. Just yeah." <laughs> or they all join her bounty hunting team. Perhaps, perhaps they are now a team. Nice. Yes. Wow, Lauren, that was completely wrong. <laughs> I bet. I I realized halfway through it was like a, a shockingly chill movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is probably like a bullshit um, action, epic action yeah. thing. It's Vin Diesel. He don't do chill. That's true. Yes. There was there was too much family and not enough murder in that one. It's true. All right. Well, that was still pretty fun. Yes. All right. So I'm going to give us some info before I go into. Please. So Chronicles of Riddick follows the adventure of Richard B. Riddick. I don't know what the B stands for. <laughs> Richard B. Riddick. <laughs> Richard, he be Riddick. I like how, how sci-fi a name Riddick is, and then his name's just Richard. Richard Dickby Riddick. <laughs> Good. As he attempts to elude capture after the events depicted in, two, in the 2000 film Pitch Black, um, Vin Diesel reprises his role as Riddick and acts as producer. It is the first and so far only film in the franchise to be given a PG-13 rating. The film received negative reviews and was a box office flop. Haha, <laughs> Good. And now, here's a quick summary of Pitch Black beyond what we did. Mm-hmm. Dangerous criminal Richard B. Riddick is being transported to prison in a spacecraft. When the spaceship is damaged by comet debris and makes an emergency crash landing on an empty desert planet, Riddick escapes. However, when predatory alien creatures begin attacking the survivors, Riddick joins forces with the surviving crew and other passengers to develop a plan to escape the planet. It was shot on a moderate... Um, a modest budget, but despite mixed reviews from critics, it was a sleeper hit. Um, and the fuck is a sleeper hit? So, uh, it means, like, it didn't really do well in, like, maybe the opening, but, like, as you went on, it went really well. Oh, yeah. And got its own, um, cult following. To be like to hear. Yeah. So that's just a basic outline of Pitch Black. Nice. Alright, so, we open the movie, and for the opening of this movie, we have to set up the big bad. So here we meet the Necromongers. Holy shit. Isn't that such a good name? What does it mean? They're the Necromongers. What, they monger, monger. They serve death. Because like there's a fishmonger who sells you fish. Oh. So they're death mongers. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so basically there's this whole sort of alien race called the Necromongers. And they're all exactly the same and also evil. No, essentially they're like the Borg. Ah! So like, you know, it's like... They're exactly the same, but there's a point to it. Yeah, but what they do is basically it's a religious following. Mm -hmm. And if they cannot convert you, they will kill you. Ah. Um, and so it's like this massive, like they have an armada and spaceships. And their goal is to get to the Underverse, which is at the end of the universe. (laughs) 
Um, this is some primo bullshit. It is some primo bullshit. But I really like their... Okay, I both like and dislike their aesthetic. So their aesthetic is grey. Mm-hmm. But, like, what their thing is, like, a many-faced helmet. So, like, the guy... Like, it's like... um. So the big bad, the Lord Marshal's helmet is, like, a faceplate, which is a face. And then there's a face on the side of his head and a face on the other side and a face at the back. Nice. And then, like, you know, their sort of tower and sigil... Is like yeah, like a long thin dart with four heads at the top that in that same sort of setup. Yeah, and they're all sort of in kind of like. Are the faces all the same? It's all the same face. Okay, it's kind of like a buff man face. Right, kind of almost has like pseudo ancient Egyptian vibes, but everything's like gray and slate and metal and sci-fi. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, and yeah, they do the thing like we open with them on like this planet. That basically they have this thing like, you know, they initiate an attack and that four-headed pillar opens and a giant blue orb comes up. Um, <laughs> what does the orb do? It's basically a nuclear bomb. Oh, cool. So like you, we like zoom out and it's like a planet being like nuked all over by these orbs exploding. Oh, I see. Yeah. So like, I guess that planet was not on board. No. Yeah. Like we find out not later. Not on board. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're. So that's like, we've set up the big bad. Okay, cool. They'll come into picture later. But we know they're like a galactic threat. Nice. Um, so now what we're doing is like we're on an icy planet and we see like this dude sprinting through the ice. He has like long dreadlocks mm-hmm. and he's being pursued by a ship, um, like just a little spaceship that's after him and shooting after him. Mm-hmm. And they're firing like capture nets at him. Oh, yeah. So like it's just a gunfight. And what I really enjoyed with the ship is that they're snipers. Like you had the base ship. And then there's like almost like Mad Max, like two poles stuck out either side, <gasps> nice. and then dangling from them on like ropes is just two guys with guns. Nice. Yeah. So they're pursuing Riddick, and Riddick is not into this. <laughs> so um, they like pursue into a bunch of like ice caves, and Riddick's like, "What if I did guerrilla warfare?" Ah. Oh. It's like the you know the ship kind of comes in, and like then Riddick's like, "I hide here. Oh no, I've cut all the straps, and now this person's fallen down. Oh no, I cut the other straps." And like nice. the pilot's just like, "Ah." <laughs> Tactically sound. Tactically sound. Um, so, and then we basically, like, he infiltrates the ship. It's not a big ship. It's like, you it's know. It's like a little, yeah, little, little land runner. Little, little puddle jumper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we learned that uh, he's like, basically, like, the fuck, why are you guys hunting me down? Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's a big ass bounty. It's like 1.5 million on you. And he's like, who sent it? Ah, Colvin sent it. <laughs> not quite. They're basically just like, he's like, who sent it? It's like, it was an anonymous person. He's like, where did it come from? And they're like, Helion Prime. And he's like, ah, I see. Helion Prime, huh? Hmm, hmm. And then he just like kicks the uh, head merc out of the (laughs) ship. And he's like, I take the ship now and I'm going to Helion Prime. Nice. So he's just like going to Helion Prime. And we learn um, this bounty is from a holy man who had saved in the prior movie. Ah. Um, And Riddick is like, Friendship is cancelled. How dare you put a bounty on me? I'm going to Helium Prime and then I'm talking to you in person because that was rude. Fair. Yeah. Um, so Riddick like basically just breaks into that dude's house. Was um, the bounty a murder bounty? See? Because it could have just been a capture bounty. I feel like it was just a capture bounty. Yeah. I don't think... Um, well, yeah, because they were sending nets rather than yeah. shots. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the things where it's like he's worth alive. But having yeah. said that, sending a bounty after someone, if the bounty hunters get mad, they will just kill you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Riddick, like, rocks up to this holy man's house. He kind of has, I guess, low-key Muslim vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Helium Prime's just, like, everything's orange, orange, and it has that sort of, like, yeah, um, Middle Eastern, Jerusalem-style, like, architecture. Totally. But sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, broken into this holy man's home. Yeah. Who, I guess, he saved the holy man against the alien predators. Sure. Um, and helped escape. Um, Riddick is, like, basically, is like, I'm shaving my head in your home. 
And I'm going to summarize my relationship with you. <laughs> I trusted you. You betrayed me. Good. Not good. And the Holy is like, listen, listen, bro. I only betrayed you because there is an invasion threat. So, like, I kind of needed you here. Ah, I see. Because just send me a message, sir. <laughs> Could have texted. <laughs> you were the only man who knew where I was. You didn't need bounty hunters. Oh, he knew where he was. Well, it's like, basically, Vin Diesel's like, I went off the grid and I only trusted one man where I was going. Ah, and that's how he knew where to send the bounty hunters. Yeah. You could have just sent a person. Could have sent a message. Text written in the sky. I, but I feel like bounty hunters were the only thing big enough to instigate Vin Diesel actually coming. I mean, Riddick. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, I've always Riddick would have been like, I'm not invested. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then Riddick's just like, oh, my God. Okay, who do I kill so you take the bounty off my head? Because <laughs> this is going to mess up my life. Ah, oh, the old threats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Iman, who is the Holy Man, is like, listen, the, the Necromongers are a pretty big threat. They've, uh, like, destroyed some planets and some planetary systems. And Rick's like, really not my problem. <laughs> He's like, mm, it might be your problem. <laughs> and then we get, like, these dudes who just rock up to the house. And Rick's just like, what is this? And it's like, they have these big hoods. And it's like the secret society. And, like, there's this lady who I think, I think it's Judy Dench. Um, I've written she's a ghost lady, but she's an elemental, oh. like a wind elemental. So she's just always like zooming in and out of reality. <laughs> she's very misty. <laughs> what the fuck is the world building in this? <laughs> many planets, many races. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically they rock up and Vin Diesel's like, what this? And they're like, hello, we wanted you here because you are a Furian warrior. We believe you are the last of your kind. Oh. And you are the only person that can defeat the Necromongers because the Necromongers are only scared of Furians. Does Vin Diesel know this? Uh, no. No, Riddick's like, um, I know nothing of my past because I grew up in prison, so, like, this really isn't about me. <laughs> Was he born in prison? I feel like maybe he had, like, yeah, you know, a, a Javert backstory. Nice. Um, and then, uh, like, a bunch of police come in, because basically the whole planet was on lockdown because uh -huh. of the necromongers are coming. And then Vin Diesel's just like, what if I break this lockdown and, like, slam my ship in? And right. the police are like, hey, we think you're a spy, so we're going to arrest you. And then Vin Diesel's like, I defeat all of you because I'm competent warrior man. <laughs> hmm. Apparently a secret special warrior man. Apparently he now also has genetic warrior. Sure. You know, it's one of those, like, you're the last of your kind. You're from a race of warriors. Yeah, yeah. The and, necromongers. And therefore you're better at warrior than yeah. anything else. The necromongers only feared the Furians because the Furians knew no fear and were full of fury. And I was just kind of like, I guess your race defines you. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being a Furian. You are genetically no fear. Yeah. And, and angry. And good fight. <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> Whatever. And so, like, the police come to arrest Riddick. He defeats them all. And then we learn about this other character who presumably we would have known of, um, Jack, mm -hmm. who was in the first movie. And it's like, basically, in the first movie, the only survivors were Riddick, Iman, and Jack, who was a kid. Shitty um, prison break. Shitty prison break. Well, to be fair, it wasn't a prison break so much as, like, prison, like, a transport where he was on that crashed onto an alien planet. Oh right, he didn't. They didn't actually get out of the prison. They they were like surviving had to death survive. Planet. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. And so it's like, uh, Jack was a child who they all thought was a boy, but was actually a girl. Nice. And Riddick was emotionally invested in her as a sibling figure. Like he saved her in the last movie. And apparently he, I think his whole thing is like, hey, you stay on this planet and be safe and I'm going to go fuck off because if you're with me, you're unsafe and therefore that means I care about you. <laughs> you know, the whole like, if yeah, I yeah, abandon the, the you. The whole absent father yeah, yeah. action hero thing. And then so apparently um, she went looking for Riddick 
and then she got arrested and was sent to the prison planet um, Crematoria. That doesn't sound like a prison planet. I mean, is death not permanent imprisonment? That sounds like a fire planet full of fire. Mm, sure does. Hmm. Don't you want to be on a prison in a fire planet full of fire? I mean, it would be an effective prison. People would be like, listen, I want to stay in the prison because if I go out of the prison, <laughs> there is fire. That's yeah. the, it's the Alcatraz model. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. So that's, we got this backstory. There's the curl, Jack, she's on prison. The necromongers are coming. Sure. Riddick is a Furian, maybe. Okay. Anyway, so the necromongers show up. Because Shock. They were meant to. And like their pillar, like the pillar, four-headed pillar thing. Yeah. It's actually like, it's like a giant spaceship that's shaped like a dart. It's like when it lands, it oh, pierces into the earth. That's kind of fun. And then the heads will like open up and shoot up the orb. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought, I'm like, that's nice. That's very fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a tower spaceship. It's just a tower spaceship, but deadly. Yeah, it's new. Mm. Yeah. So um, the Necromongers show up and like everyone's like fleeing to their shelters. Mm. And then we have like, you know, we have a bit of like, you know, like plane spaceship fights yeah. between all the things. Um, and then the Necromongers like, you know, send down all their people onto the ground and like okay do you remember those like um in doctor who those aliens who look like rhinos and all wore gray armor they kind of have that vibe yeah like because the, they all just wear that kind of like bulky gray armor oh yeah so whenever i saw them I'm real like, kind of space marine yes yeah, space yeah. marine totally so they all kind of look like those guys yeah but now that they're on the ground, we're having land fights. Mm-hmm. So Riddick is helping uh, Aman and his family. Presumably they just look like people otherwise. They, they're just humans. They're okay, like cool. human people of various ethnicities. Yeah. Um, I think only the men become the soldiers. Because I only saw one lady until the very end where I saw a few other ladies who yeah. looked... I, I figured this would be a dude-heavy movie. Oh, it's very dude-heavy. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Yeah, so far there is one lady. Yeah, like in every group you'll get like one token lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. As usual. Um, yeah, I mean like the wife. So Iman has like a wife and a daughter. Yeah. And I guess seeing the daughter makes her to go like, oh, Jack, flashbacks. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. And, like, basically all that the wife does is say, like, Ziza, go inside. Ziza, come here. Ziza is the name of, like, the young daughter. Sure. She's like, what is this? Who are they? Who told them that there was a spy? Ziza, come here. Ziza, hide. <laughs> like, that's all she says. She command the child. She command the child to be safe. And then Amon's just like, my wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Riddick is, like, helping Amon and his family flee. And Amon is like, I'm going to serve as a distraction to save my family. They have this weird dude who kind of just looks like, um, this is the Necromongers. Yeah. And I guess they just kind of program ranks and duties into people. Oh. Um, and that this dude is like a dude, but he walks kind of crouched and he has like a big lens over his face. And then attached to him is like a cord to a controller where you can look into the controller. Ah, oh, science sh- man. Science man. And like a person, and he has like a dude who walks behind him looking at the controller and it shows like heat signatures. Okay. So I feel like there's an easier way they could have done this than just- that, Why do they need two dudes? Well, like, I don't know if like maybe the first dude is like genetically a special race that sees this way and they've like hooked him up. Oh, okay. But I feel like you could have just gone to heat sensors. We sensor. have heat sensors. Yeah. You can just do that with, you can make your goggles that. But I guess it's to make it kind of spookier, because all he does as he walks around, he's kind of like, <laughs> like weird, like insecty, staticky noises. Sure. So I guess it's kind of like that horror movie vibe. It wasn't scary. I was just kind of like, I don't understand. He's like, <laughs> like a dude with a big lens on his face that like is purple. Right. No, no. Is he holding a screen? Is what you say? No, it's like his face mask. He has like a face mask built over his own head. Yeah, but how does the other dude see the heat thing? 
the other dude has like it's almost like a controller, like an Xbox controller with a screen in the middle. Oh, I see. I thought you meant the the hunchy dude had the controller screen. No, the hunchy dude just ha- is like okay on okay. a leash. Basically, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, but it's one of those things. I where mean, it doesn't. But I feel like there was easier ways to do this. Yes. As in literally just give all your people heat sensey goggles. Yeah. I don't know if it's either heat sensey goggles or... Because he doesn't seem to sense other necromongers. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if it's like he senses the non-converted. That could be fun, yeah. I feel like that makes the most sense, in which case the non-converted give off heat signatures, and I guess the converted... Well, maybe it was just like visually heat signatures. Yeah. But like what he's actually looking at is more like psychic-y stuff. Yeah, psychic-y religious affiliation or whatever. yeah. yeah. I guess that makes slightly more sense. Slightly more sense, but still it just reads as like, this guy's a heat signature. Right. Yeah. So Aman's just like, I'm going to go distract them. Um, and so he dies. Yeah. And of then course. Riddick is kind of like, I guess I have a wife and child now, but then he <laughs> isn't because he never really interacts with them ever again. Oh, cool. And they just deal with it, I guess. Yeah, they're just kind of like left on their own. And I think Riddick's like, um, well, it's time for me to avenge my friend. Because <laughs> I guess we're friends again. Oh, okay. Because he comes across the body and then he takes his necklace. Sure. Because I, I, I didn't like him because he put out a hit on me, but now that he's dead... He's all right. Excuse to fight. Excuse to fight. So, yeah, so his wife and child now just exist in the background to, I guess, keep us attached to Helion Prime. Sure. So the necromongers are like, listen, this is great, but we need to replenish our ranks mm-hmm. from the survivors of Helion. Um, and so, like, basically we get a quick background of the necromonger religion, which is like... Uh, we believe humans are divided in this universe, like divided by like, you know, like race, um, talents, class system. Space Nazis. Space Nazis. Like we believe humans are divided in this universe. Yeah. And we wish to go to another universe where everything is perfect and there's no pain. Is this a specific universe or do they want to make another universe? It's a specific universe. It's the underverse. Oh, and only right. necromongers can go there. So they basically want their own universe. Basically, yeah. And like the Lord Marshal. Yeah. Um, has basically been like, I've been to the Underverse and I sure. came back. Like, I saw it and it's a better plane of existence. Right. Okay, sure. And so we're converting people all that we can. But there's, there's no actually actual evidence this place exists. It's just this one guy. It's just this one guy. Okay. I mean, he sort of has superpowers. So you're kind of like, maybe, maybe some <laughs> weird shit happened. Right here. But then later on you learn he's like the sixth Lord Marshal and they pick a successor. So then I'm like... Okay, so these superpowers you have, are they, like, just, you pass them down, or do you have to actually have been to the Underverse to get them? Yeah. Unclear. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, he's, like, t- talking to all these survivors. Hmm. Um, there's, like, this blonde guy who has a funny little skull cap. who's like, I, too, was like you, but then I converted, and everything is better. While everyone else in the place is like, we're not converting, we have our own religion. Um, yeah. We're fine. <laughs> And so, like, this one dude's just like, oh, we'll never convert. We're a place of different people. And so the Lord Marshal's like, what if I remove your soul from your body? Oh, I Which guess is he just can a do thing that. He can do, yeah. I didn't understand. <laughs> he was just like, hey, you, I'm just going to, like, grab my hand into your chest and then pull out your soul, which just looks like you, but gray. Yeah. I, I, literally, you said that, and I had that exact image in my head. Yeah. And then the guy's just like, this is bad. And then the soul's like, this is bad. And then he's dead and everyone's like, you know what? We're converting. Okay, so that's a, a, a murder method. It is a murder method. I what think does he do with the soul? I think it just dissipates and that means okay. you can never go on to your heaven slash the, your right, afterlife. Sure. Yeah. Um. So basically everyone's like, yep, we're converting. We're kneeling. Except then Riddick was there all along. 
Um, and he Secrets. doesn't kneel. And then, then we see Carl Urban, Hooray! who is like one of the lieutenants of the arm of the um, necromongers. Oh, bad guy, Colin. He's bad guy, Carl Urban. I was just like, you're here. He's like, this dude just took off his helmet, and then it was Carl Urban. Was is like, he an actual character, or is he just kind of there? He's an actual character. Oh, okay. He's like Lieutenant Vako, who is um sure. potential successor to the Lord Marshal. Right. Sure. Um, so he's wearing eyeliner, his skin is very pale, so I feel like that's foundation, and he kind of has a mohawk that goes into, like, sort of braided dreadlocks at the base of his neck. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's weird. But hey, it's Carl Urban. He is, like, a wholly half-dead. So, like, I feel like all the upper people are half-deads. Uh-huh. I guess- What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Zombies. Zombies, I guess it's a religious thing. by vampires. I think that's kind of what lets you do the soul shenanigans. Oh, okay. Or like, um, no, Carl Urban isn't wholly half dead. The Lord Marshall is wholly half dead because he went to the Underverse and came back. Okay, sure. So I assume the Underverse is just basically like the afterlife, to be honest. But you have to be a necromonger to pass into it. All right, sure. Yeah, Carl Urban's like, just kneel, okay? We are like the wholly half dead. We're necromongers. It's time for you to convert. And Riddick's just like, listen, step off me, okay? I'm not here for any of this shit. I'm just here to fight that dude over there who killed my friend, Amon. And everyone's like, oh, okay, that's fine then. Oh, okay. And so like that dude- The soul, the soul mongers respect fucking blood feuds. Yeah, the, the necromongers are like, oh, I mean, you want to have a duel to the death with this dude here. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> and so Riddick and that dude fight. Riddick wins. And Riddick's just like, yeah, I won. I'm going to leave now. And the Lord Marshal's like, hey, hey there, buddy. Where are you going? Um, hey, you know, you killed this guy with this knife. And you keep what you kill, eh? So you should have this knife. And Riddick's just like, I'm not into this Suspicious. knife. Suspicious. And the Lord Marshal's like, I see, I see. You know, that guy was one of my best fighters. Therefore, you should become a necromonger and become one of my people. Ah. Uh. And Riddick's like, I'm not into that. And then the Lord Marshal's like, mm, you don't get a choice. We're going to take you to the mind regression chamber right now. <laughs> uh, and Riddick's like, okay, well, I'll fight. And then... The Lord Marshal's wife just kind of saunters up. Uh-huh. She's just like a, a saucy, not a saucy lady. Um, She's like a very like thin, elegant woman who's always wearing like, she has a different outfit in every scene. Good. But it, everything kind of looks like it's made out of like lycra or spandex. or Bad. <laughs> yeah, but they're like old dresses. Bad. So it's like just very, yeah, I'm not into her clothes. No. Um, And she's like, no, let me try and convince him to come. Like, basically, like, let me seduce him. And it works immediately. She's just like, come to our mind regression chamber. He's like, it's been a while since I smelt beautiful. Okay, I'm coming. What? So I don't know if she ever, A, gives off weird pheromones, or Riddick is the dumbest. Just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Riddick's just a fucking idiot, yeah. Oh my god. Surely it must be a, a, a hypnotism thing. I would hope so, because she's just like, wow, you're so strong. You'll be great. Come with us to the necropolis. <laughs> and then he's like, you smell nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he says, it's been a while since I smelled beautiful, suggesting this isn't the first time. Uh, so hang on, since he smelt beautiful? Yeah, Riddick says he smelt that- something beautiful? I-, I feel like he's like, she's walking around him and he like deliberately sniffs her as she walks around. He's okay, like, mm. that's a weird way to say that. It's been then. a while since I smelled beautiful, meaning she's beautiful and he smells that she is beautiful. I don't know. It kind but the way that he phrased that means that it, like it's Ow. been a while since I had a bath. Also <laughs> true. I think he had a bath when he cut his hair. Sure. Unclear. Anyway. I was very confused about that. I was like, yeah. anyway, so he like blatantly follows her into the necropolis and she's just like, yes. And like, he's surrounded by guards and she's like, yes, it's fine. And he's like, hmm. Um, and so he easily enters the mind regression chamber. I was holding out hope for it being a trap on his end, but no. No, he's just an idiot. He's just an idiot. Yeah, so he enters the mind regression chamber, um, which kind of like he gets trapped in there, and it's like these five or four little things come out. They're like these, um, almost like they're standing like this, and then they lowered, 
So they're like almost like tombs or pods that surround him. Oh. And in each one is like basically a lady upside down covered in a sheet. I didn't understand that. I'm like, you probably didn't need that. But they're like, I guess these sages or spirits who in the mind regression chamber can read all of his thoughts and memories. Okay. Which is weird to me. I was just kind of like, why don't you just mind control him? Why are you like looking into his memories? This is all unnecessarily complicated. But um, so basically mind regression chamber, mind regression tools are a bit weird, but they're all these like, it's like a chorus of like women who are just like, we're looking into his mind. And like, it's very helpful. They say everything out loud. They're like, yes, he's had thoughts about a girl called Jack recently. (laughs) Ah, Jack was on that planet. Oh, what is this? Furion. Oh, we confirm. He is a Furion. A Furion. <laughs> Lord Marshall's like, that's bad. And they're like, kill him now. And then the Lord Marshall's like, yes, we will kill him now. <laughs> um, So that, yeah. yeah. Okay. So really, I can't this- believe they have to convert each person individually with like these five other people. No, they don't. It's only him. Oh. Every other person gets kind of like, okay, we see um, as they're walking in, like we see all these people like almost like hanging up on a conveyor um, oh. system okay. and they have these like two sharp prongs stabbed in either side of their neck. Why did they just do that to him? I guess he has too much uh, will and he's not converting. Oh yeah. Okay. So that that's what they do if you're doing it. And you don't convert and they want you. Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. But like that's that's the the brute force method. Yeah. But sure. the other the normal conversion way is like you feel um like you'll never feel pain, but you'll feel pain at the beginning until you no- never feel pain again. Sure. Something like that. I don't know. It's kind of cybermen them. Yeah, they basically cybermen them, they become like, you know, loyal necromonger troops. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, basically they're like, Oh, he's a Furion, and the Lord Marshall's like, Oh fuck a Furion, right, we gotta kill him. And so Riddick basically escapes, and as he's being chased down by a ship. This mysterious group comes up and, like, destroys the ship. Why would they not want to convert him? Riddick? Yeah. Because um, he's a Furion, and the Furion is the one thing the Lord Marshal fears the most. Sure, but then he'd be the- on their side. What? If they converted him. Oh, true, yeah. I feel like the Lord Marshal- Like, we learn later. I'll just tell you now. Like, the Lord Marshal heard a prophecy that the only thing that will ever kill him is a Furion. Okay, fair So enough. he destroyed all the Furions, but apparently right. Riddick survived. Yeah, no, that's fair. Probably don't want to convert him then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we learned that. Like, the Lord Marshal only hates Furions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so a mysterious group saves him, mm-hmm. and Riddick's just like, ha-ha, what took you so long? And the group is the bounty hunters that ah. were chasing him before, with a new crew, because he killed all the old crew. <laughs> um, and basically, yeah, they capture him, they're, he's trapped on their ship, and they're, like, taking him to prison, and they're gonna take him to Crematoria. Oh, uh-oh. No, but Riddick is happy, because he's like, this was my plan all along, okay. that these bounty hunters would grab me, and then they'd want to drop me at Crematoria, because it's the only... Um, like, third max prison, like, the most powerful prison that their ship could reach. Sure. Because Jack's at Crematoria. Hey, was that his plan at the start? Um, I don't know. He said, like, this is my plan. And then he has a monologue of how it's his plan because he wanted to go to Crematoria. But I don't... There was no point at which he knew the bounty hunters were coming. Yeah. First, they rocked up to wherever he was out of the blue. And then he killed them all. And then he killed them all. And then... yeah, So they couldn't get him. And mm. then... He ro- they rocked up again out of the blue to save him. Yeah, but they there only saved no him to take his bounty to a different place. What the fuck? Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, you like you think he was like, wait, okay, I understand using these guys to get you to Crematoria, but there was no way for you to have known this when you were in contact with them, no. slash tempt them. So This isn't a plan, this is dumb luck, my dude. Yeah, this is just dumb luck. But he's like, you know what, I was like, I'm the male protagonist, and I've thought 40 steps ahead. I'm so sure. edgy. Or he's just the kind of person who pretends that. Yeah. Or he's the producer and playing the main character. That too. Yeah. Um. So, and they're going to drop out crematoria. He's happy. 
um, because Jack's at Crematoria. So they get to the prison, and so Crematoria is on this planet, and this is the the sun will kill you planet. Mm-hmm. So basically, on the night side, the temperature is minus 300 degrees, mm-hmm. and on the sun side, the temperature is 700 degrees. So you can't leave the habitable zone on the equator or you'll get destroyed. Yeah, but the equator doesn't stay the same. Oh. Because every day, like it's like the sun and the night swap sides. So it's like... Okay. I guess whatever the sunlight touches. Oh, so it's not. Yeah, I guess usually, usually that kind of planet has is, a dark side and a light side. Yeah, is um, what's the word like? Locked? Fixed orbit. Yeah. 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 No, this still like turns. Right. So you get a normal daytime cycle. In that case, the gradient wouldn't be that. That the temperature difference wouldn't be that big. I don't know. Because there'd be no time. For it to cool, yeah. Yeah, the, the the reason that they're locked is that because one side is always getting blasted by the sun, mm. one side is always facing space. Yeah, this had no science behind it. Basically what happens is if you're in the shadow or the dark or between the sunlight and the night, you're fine. Uh-huh. But the sun is pursuing you. Sure. So you have to chase the night and run from the day if you want to walk on the planet. Right. So there's no infrastructure here. It's just they dump criminals on it. It's just there's like an underground prison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you try to leave above ground, you would die. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's that. And like, as the sun comes up, it's not just also heat. It's like shooting. Like it's almost like a wave of lava. Would best describe it. Like that's how hot it is. And like people outside burst into flames and disintegrate. And then like it's not just like um, (laughs) sunlight hitting it and they're burning. It's almost like a sandstorm wave coming over. I don't know. I think it's just (laughs) for drama. Dumb. It doesn't for- make any sense. Yeah, so so the bounty hunters land and they drop him off at the prison, but they're wasting time because they're trying to negotiate the prices. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, because they're like he's worth one point five, and the prisoner's like, yeah, but Riddick's a huge hassle, so we'll offer you seven hundred. Sure. Um, and so uh, Riddick escapes his bindings because they were like basically dropping him into the prison pit, mm-hmm. so he was on the end of a cable, like chained. Sure. So he breaks out. He uh, he finds Jack. Right. And they fight each other, and it's weirdly sexual. And I knew this would happen. Uh. I knew the sibling relationship would become sort of weirdly sexually charged. Gross. Uh, and then Jacket is like, hey, my name is Kira now. Jack's dead. Okay, sure. I guess you abandoned me and Jack died, so now I'm Kira. And I'm just like, <laughs> the trans narrative. <laughs> trans narrative, I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the background of all this, Carl Urban has been sent to hunt down Riddick. Hooray. By the Lord Marshal. Yeah. And we heard, like, we learned this whole thing of, like, Carl Urban wants to become the new leader, and the wife is kind of, like, pushing him on, because the wife isn't into her husband. She's sure. into Carl Urban. Right here. Um, So it's all, like, sort of Lady Macbeth-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we learn that, um, like, the elemental lady, the ghost lady, who said, like, you're a Therian. Yeah. To uh, Riddick has been captured by the Lord Marshal, and she was the one who gave the prophecy mm-hmm. that was like, um, 30 years ago, uh, a f- she gave the prophecy that a Furian would kill the Lord Marshal, mm-hmm. and so he destroyed all of Furia. Sure. But then apparently uh, Riddick survived. And the wife's just like, I'm glad I now have some information on this situation <laughs> about why he's keeping you alive and is so obsessed with this dude. Because I did not before. Yeah. So basically Carl Urban is being sent to capture Riddick. Uh-huh. Um... But also we learn Carl Urban kind Not of wants... kill Riddick? Ah, uh, well, kill. Okay. Sent to kill Riddick, um, but also, like, he wants to be Lord Marshal, and the wife's just like, I too would like you to be Lord Marshal. And, like, yeah, it's... right, and, yeah. and he's hoping Riddick will kill the current Lord Marshal yeah. for him. Yeah, or he will kill the Lord Marshal himself. Yeah. Um, because you keep what you kill. So this is a, like, if you're not named successor. Oh, if, you're ki- if you kill the Lord Marshal, you become Lord Marshal? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So has you- he named a successor? He has not named a successor uh-huh. yet. 
there's like two other commanders, Toll and Scales. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one's Toll and one's Scaly. <laughs> the perfect companions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, we're back in Crematoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Crematoria, they say like, ah, it's feeding time. And they randomly release these like cat alligator things. They're like the size of like, you know, a big cat. Uh-huh. But they're covered in, like, spines. Like, they have a scaly sort of spiny texture. Uh-huh. And assume, presumably they just let these cats run wild to encourage the prisoners to go back in their cells. Okay, so the cats are eating the prisoners. The cats are eating the prisoners. Okay. Who don't go back in their cells. And I'm okay. just kind of like, well, then don't let them out of their cells in the first place. Maybe have a more structured prison. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you keep the prisoners scared and obedient. Sure, whatever. Yeah, but uh, Riddick makes eye contact with one, and now they're friends. This Sorry? never comes up again. <laughs> Riddick's like, you know, like he stares at it and then the the cat alligator, which is apparently called a thrash, um, is like, you know what, we're chill, buddy. You may pat me. And Riddick's like, I pat you. And like this other person's like, um, what? And he's like, it's an animal thing. What? I don't know, man. What is any of that? (laughs) There's a lot of like moments in this film where you're just kind of like, did that need to be in here? I feel like there's a lot of secret world building yes. going on in this movie. And I'm like, if I saw the first movie, would this have made a difference? And I don't think it would have. No. Because the first movie was like, I took a quick look at the uh, monsters and they were like bio-raptors. Sure. Which were like velociraptors with almost like hammerhead heads, but more extreme. Okay. I was like, that's pretty cute. Um, But yeah, so. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, oh, maybe the Thrash were the original big bad monsters in the original. And that ties in. No, they're just unrelated. Cool. He just knows how to make friends with Cass. Because he's scary. He's scary. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, uh, Kira, who was Jack, uh-huh. is killing a bunch of guards and then Riddick helps her. Uh, they catch up. She has abandonment issues. Riddick is like, well... As she would. As she would. And Riddick's is like, I did it for you. And she's like, yes, you abandoned me. And then I became a slave for a while because I joined a mercenary band to, like, attempt to, like, find you. And he's like, you should have joined the mercs. I hated mercs. And she's like, there's no other option. <laughs> um, so issues. And then Carl Urban arrives at Crematoria and chaos ensues. Of course. So, um, basically, yeah, Carl Urban rocks up. He's not quite landed yet. And the prison guards are like, um, this is a necromonger ship that's approaching us. <laughs> Did you steal a prisoner from the necromongers? Are you fucking kidding me, mercenaries? And the mercenaries are like, well, but the mercenaries haven't left yet? No, because they're still negotiating the prices. How long's it been? They had one day. They said, like, okay. um, we'll give you a day to figure out prices sure. and give a new offer. Whatever. Yeah. So the uh, mercenaries and the prison guards start fighting, and Riddick uses this opportunity to escape. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the prison guards uh, win against the mercenaries, and they're basically running to the um, hangar bay mm-hmm. where a ship is, and they're going underground because there's, like, an underground walkway, and they've sealed the entrance behind them. Mm-hmm. And so what basically our dudes do, like Riddick, Kira, and a few other prisoners, like, okay, we have to race them on the surface. <laughs> yep. So that's the whole, like, we chase the night sure. and flee from the day thing. Like, So they're basically like, the, the guards are running to the hangar bay underground. It's like 29 kilometers away. So I'm Jeez, like, that's a big goddamn run. That's a big goddamn run. And it's also like, I don't think you could get there in like the time. And then so like, yeah, our guys are running across the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a the whole thing like, oh no, the sun. Ah. Um, people dying. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. And they make it to the hangar bay area. Yeah. But the necromancers have landed <laughs> Uh-oh. in front of the hangar. Yeah. Um, but fortunately for us, 
like the necromancers have landed in front of the hangar and then the guards open the hangar bay so that they can leave and the necromancers are like ah and the guards are like ah so they start fighting and then riddick and friends are like this is the perfect time to attack uh-huh. So, Not escape? Uh, well, they attack the uh, like necromongers and prisoners so they can get to the ship, so ah. they can leave the planet, because the sun is one minute away. Okay. Um, and uh, so they're like, this is the perfect time to like, you know, like do snipe kills. Aren't they in the hangar bay? No. So the guards, so the hangar bay is uh, there where the guards are inside. Mm-hmm. The necromancers are outside the hangar bay. Right. And then our guys are just in the open. Because the hangar bay is like basically an entry and a long runway with no cover. Yeah. What the guards were fucking idiots then. Why would you try and escape when the sun is above the hangar bay um, and the necromongers couldn't get in there anyway because yeah, they'd get fried. They'd get fried. I don't no one was thinking. <laughs> I think they're just kinda like necromongers are coming, we have to bail. Right. Because they might just destroy the entire planet. Oh that's true, they can do that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair then. Yeah. Um but um Fortunately, Riddick and crew fail. Um, so Riddick is like knocked out on the runway mm-hmm. and he is caught in the sunlight while the necromongers bail in their ship. And I think Jack sneaks onto their ship. I mean, uh, Kira. Luckily, he doesn't die because he's a special boy. Uh, really? I thought the Furians were going to turn out to be like Phoenix Men or something where they catch on fire. And I was like, that could be pretty cool. It's not that. No. What happens is that one necromonger stayed behind. Yeah. Um, and it was like the blonde guy that I told you about with the weird skull cap. Sure. Who was like, I converted and everything is good now. Uh-huh. Um, and he, like, pulls Riddick out of the sun and basically he tells him, like, hey, I got a deal from the Lord Marshal, um, which was that if um, Carl Urban didn't kill you, uh, the Lord Marshal's basically going to be like, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Unfortunately, huh. Carl Urban's probably going to say he's killed you now that he's left because you were in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this would actually be the perfect opportunity for you, Riddick, to go and kill the Lord Marshal. Okay, so this guy is anti-Lord Marshal. Yes. And then um, he's like, listen, I want you to know, I was never a believer in the Necromongers. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, your girl snuck on that ship because like Riddick's like, what about my my Jack Kira yeah. girl? He's like, oh, she, she went with the Necromongers. And he's like, I want you to know, like, yep, I was never a believer. By the way, I'm also a Furian. Okay. Um, and he's like, basically, Wait, how did this guy get through the conversion process without being converted? Because he's a Furian. He's so... He's so uh, in touch with himself. I guess like the conversion didn't take. Sure. So he's like he's been converted, but I think he was like he accepted conversion. Converted. Uh-huh. I was like, mm, shouldn't they have just killed all the Furians if you feared a Furian? You shouldn't have made it your like one of your men. Well, did he? Did he know? Sure, he did. The know. Lord Marshal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Surely he just he accepted conversion and knowing that it wouldn't work. Yeah. And just snuck in. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, anyway, I'm a Furian too. I believe in you. Go kill the Lord Marshal. And then he just walks into the sun and kills himself. Why? I don't know. I think he's just like, I did a lot of bad shit, man. Okay. Pretending to be a necromonger. Whatever. And then Rick's like, okay, I'm motivated. Okay. <laughs> so now we're back at Helion Prime. Yeah. Where the Necromonger's base is. Carl Urban gets a promotion. Mm-hmm. And um, the Necromongers are like, great. And the Lord Marshal's like, listen, we're just going to bail from Helion Prime now. Just not to risk the situation in case Riddick actually survived. <laughs> um, he's like, he's genre savvy. He's like, listen, I know you said you killed him, but I talked to my prisoner Elemental and she said there's good odds that Riddick survived. So I'm just going to bail. Fair. Uh, so we're going to bail and we're going to just obliterate the entire planet. But as like, you know, like they're leaving and like they're leaving a bunch of their people behind on the ground because they're like, one dude's like, hey, we can't just like do it right now. We still have like all these recon groups and stuff yeah. on the earth. 
And the guy's like, I do not care. We're leaving now. So a bunch of like people are rushing back into the ship, including the uh, wife. Mm. And the wife is just like, oh, who is that mysterious necromonger in front of me? Oh, shit, it's Riddick. Oh, boy. And Riddick has snuck into the ship. He, like, he, I guess he got the ship and he made it back just after the other guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, how did he? Oh, I guess the guards had a ship that he took. <laughs> he just turns up. Yeah, so Riddick snuck back onto the ship, and mm-hmm. the wife sees this, and she goes to Carl Urban, mm-hmm. and then they're both just like, hey, listen, we're gonna, we'll let Carl Urban do his, no, we'll let Riddick do his thing, mm-hmm. and then you, um, Carl Urban, can take over, and Carl Urban's just like, I am conflicted about this, and she's like, listen, if the Lord Marshal is afraid of this dude, he's not worthy of leadership, because fear is not necromonger, and Carl Urban's like, you know what, you, you got me. It's a good point. Yeah. So, um... But they've, like, the wife and Carl is like, okay, this is our plan now. We won't tell anyone that Riddick's here. Mm. But then the Lord Marshal um, learns that Riddick's on the ship oh. because, like, a censor dude, like, sensed, like, him. Like, he had the orange look. Sure. And then Riddick killed him. And then they, like, replayed the last memories of the censor dude. And like, hmm, yeah, that's Riddick. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got that distinctive orange. He's got that distinctive orange and glowy eyes. <laughs> um, so they learn he's on board and they're on high alert. Mm. But Riddick's just like, go big or go ho, and just like leaps at Lord Marshall. Nice. <laughs> He's like, this is time. And then Lord Marshall's like, hey, wait a second, before we fight, remember Kira? Kira is now a necromonger. Ah. And then Kira's just like, I have become necromonger. It's, it's good. Oop. And Riddick's like, I am conflicted. And then the Lord Marshall goes like, perhaps you would like to convert. Oh. Be a friend. Oh, sneaky. Mm. And then Rick's like, you have made me very angry with the suggestion. And also ruining, like, my child, sister, daughter. <laughs> um, so they're fighting. And the Lord Marshall has this really cool teleportation move where it's like his soul will move out of his body to a different location. Uh-huh. And then his body will teleport to where his soul went. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so the soul moves faster and, like... Can't, does the body still fight while the soul is gone? It's almost like a stretching. So, like, he's, like, mid-punch. Yeah. And then his soul will run around to the other side and then he's in the middle of doing a kick to the other guy. Oh, right. So it's kind of like, I guess, a good dodging. Yeah. Sort of, like... So, yeah, that's his his main sort of attacking that's method. That's fun. Yeah. Um, it would have been fucking hell to choreograph, though. Yeah, well, it felt kind of more like this guy just does steps and Vin Diesel doesn't react until he gets hit. And then he's like, oh, oh, and then they just CG'd over, like, the soul thing. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, so they're fighting and the Lord Marshal is winning because he has his teleportation move. Of course. But then Jack stabs the Lord Marshal in the back. She never converted. She just pretended. How? You have to go through the whole spiky brain thing. Yeah, I don't know. She had the spike marks in her neck as well. They converted her really quickly, and yeah. her wound healed immediately. Sure. Yeah. And... Anyway, but the, so the Lord Marshal's like, oi, betrayal, and smacks her, and she gets impaled on some architecture. Oh, no. Because they just had... fridged. Yeah, they just had, like, this pole that just had a series of knives sticking out of it, going in a circle up. As architecture. Like, Why? It's beautifully decorative, Sasha. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jack distracted, Jack get hurt, Carl Urban rocks up with a weapon, because mm-hmm. like, you know, the Lord Marshal's injured now and kind of fighting, and Carl Urban's like, it's now my time to kill the Lord Marshal. Mm-hmm. So Carl Urban like, swings on down, and he's gonna kill him with like, this giant sort of glaive saw, Sure, which is fun, and then the Lord Marshal sees this, and the Lord Marshal's like, oh shit, and his soul flees yeah. to the side to do a teleportation move, and Vin Diesel steps into the way of the soul. Yeah. And so he has a, the option of either A, go to his soul and get killed by Riddick, yeah. or stay and get killed by Carl Urban. Ah, I see. And in the end, he decides to like um, get killed by Riddick. Because the prophecy. The prophecy, but also I think he's like doing it out of spite to Carl Urban. Nice. So what happens is Riddick kills um, the Lord Marshal, and Carl Urban just hits the ground. 
Ah. With his weapon. Yeah. And Carl Urban's just so mad now. <laughs> but Riddick is not paying attention because he has to go look at um Kira as she dies. So she she's in his arm and she dies. And Riddick is like, I am so sad. I'm going to sadly sit on this throne <laughs> while I'm being sad. And now he is king. Yeah. And then he's like, he looks up. He's like, wait, what's happening? And all the Necromongers are like, well, you're our lord and savior now. So we kneel to you, <laughs> including Carl Urban. And then everyone's like, yeah, keep what you kill. <laughs> and in which case I was like... Carl Urban and wife, your original plan was for Riddick to kill him. Yeah. That would have been the same result. Exactly. <laughs> now think, what? And Carl Urban was meant to sweep in at the last moment and kill the king, no matter what. Maybe. Maybe he was just a big old distraction. Yeah. Because the king knew that mm. that guy would kill him. So or like wound him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then that's the end of the movie. Hooray. Riddick is now in charge of Because there's whole a bunch army. of Riddick movies, aren't there? There's a third one after this. Okay, right. Which came out in 2013 and is just called Riddick, I believe. Cool. But yeah, now he just acquired an an army and depression. Hooray. (laughs) And it ends with him on his throne. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. And a lot of this, I felt like, this was a two hour long movie. Yeah. Like at every half hour mark, I'd be like, (laughs) what's going on? Where am I? Why are, crematoria, okay. This whole (laughs) thing could have very easily been cut down. Yeah, yeah. There was a a lot of chaff there. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like the cat thing. Why'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, it could have just really just been tightened up. Yeah. And everywhere. Like, I feel like maybe if you watched the first movie, you would have been more invested in Jack. Yeah. But because our interaction was just like her being like, I am was Jack. I'm no longer Jack. I have abandonment issues with you. I am dead now. <laughs> I can see why I got a bad review. Yeah. Not not a lot of sense. Yeah. No, it's just kind of like, you know, generic action there. fantasy. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and also in this movie, hmm. you would have become very drunk very quickly if you did a drinking game where every time, like, Riddick took off or put on his goggles, which were hideous, by the way. <laughs> I, I think they were, to, they were, like, fully black, like, wrap around. Yeah. And the lenses were almost like, you know that alien eye shape? No. So, um, it was an oval, but rather than going from your inner to outer corner of the eye, the oval was angled so that, like, the top of the oh, oval was at the right. arch of your brow, yeah, 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 and yeah. the bottom is pointing towards your nose. Yep. So it was just... Dumb looking glasses. That looks. That sounds very silly. Yeah, and so it's just him always putting them on and taking them off. Why did he need them? He had weird eyes, so maybe he had eye seeing problems. Sure, and just you, his glasses. Just his glasses. <laughs> At one point, he took off his glasses, and everything he saw was pink. So I don't know what that means. What? I don't know. Why? I don't know why everything was pink. Uh, I was just like, this is, this is some weird flashback. No, he just sees him pink. I guess. Are these just movies? Or are they based on anything? I think they're just movies. <laughs> It's not based on shit. <gasps> it doesn't mean. <laughs> anyway, so that was that. Yes, it sure was. Yeah. All right, so. What's your rating for this movie, Sasha? Sandy. Sandy? <laughs> of course, irritating gets everywhere. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but has no substance. No nutrients in sand. And gritty. And gritty. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I have some recommendations for this week. Please. I mean, there's quite a few recommendations as we like did it. Cause I'm like, oh, sci-fi. I've got a bunch of good sci-fi recs. I could do. But Maybe you gonna... should save some of them for later. I know. I'm gonna save some. Oh, I've got a bunch of good ones. <laughs> I'm only gonna recommend one thing. Okay. Um, I don't know. You may have heard of them already. Uh, the Dresden Files. I am very aware of the Dresden Files. <laughs> Excellent. So the Dresden Files is a book series. Um, by Jim Butcher. It's also a TV series. And oh, is there a TV yeah, series? Yeah, that's I first saw the TV series, and my really? mom's currently rewatching it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, Dresden Files, you're back. You'd probably enjoy it. I think there's only one season." Yeah, so it's about um a wizard and private investigator, Harry Dresden, and him basically uh investigating supernatural disturbances in modern day Chicago. Uh, so 
It is a balance of fantasy and hard-boiled detective fiction. It's very urban fantasy. Excellent world building. Mm, mm. Um, great. Like, and I believe his wand's a hockey stick from memory. That's not in the book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a hockey stick. He's got. Wand. He's got like a, just a staff, like a oh. big old walking stick, which I guess I is am just a, a ninety percent certain he had a hockey stick <laughs> in the TV so series. D- why did they pick that? He, if anything, he's got like a cowboy aesthetic. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch the TV series because mm. it sounds like a. Time. I think it's sillier. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, well thank you for trudging through that movie for me, Sasha, You're so that welcome. I don't have to watch it ever. Really, all we're doing is a service so that you guys never have to watch these movies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Great. You can just hear us complain about them instead. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. All okay. right. Thanks, y'all. Cool. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or you just want to chat, hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Fort or send us an email at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries, whose other work you can find on Twitter at Horberries underscore. If you'd like to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes or just tell a friend. Tune in next week for more nonsense.